Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss, along with Bobby A. Bear with the Silver Slipper, and also joined by Saints head coach Dennis Allen after a very, very tough 24-15 loss to the Atlanta Falcons on the road. And, Coach, earlier today you talked about what really kind of even in the bye week about the consistency, but more yesterday uh, about the missed opportunities and missed opportunities early up 3 nothing. Uh, looking for more with a chance to go up maybe maybe even 10 nothing, uh, but the pick six. And then at the end of the game, the missed opportunities when you, you really had opportunities to stop them in what was a very close game. And in the end, it's the missed opportunities that, that could cost you the football game. Yeah, and look, um, you only get so many opportunities in a game. And, uh, and we've got we've to do a better job of taking advantage of those things. And, and so – Look, we had we had seven opportunities uh, where we got into scoring position, uh, and we weren't able to score touchdowns. And and when you're playing in a game like that against a team like that, uh, you know, when they can keep it in, into a close game and and be able to run the football like they like to do, um, that that kind of kept them in their element a little bit. Um, and and then there at the end of the game, you know, we have we have them, uh, you know, first and. And, and 10 on the minus five yard line. And so we've got to come up with a stop defensively uh, and not let them drive the field. And so that was, um, you know, I think at that point in time, it, it was a, uh, you know, 14 to 12 game. So we had plenty of opportunities uh, to win the game. We just didn't take advantage of them. Now, uh, Coach Allen, I don't know if I've ever uh, witnessed a game, uh, you know, the ebb and flow and, Obviously, you want to force a three and out. You don't want to go three and out. But uh, after going three and out on their opening, uh, on your opening possession, eight of the next nine Saints drives made it inside the Atlanta 35-yard line. How in the hell we only scored 15 points? You would think we'd score like high 20s at least in the 30s, considering that eight of the next nine Saints drives were inside the Falcons' 35-yard line. Yeah, look, that's exactly what I'm talking about in terms of missed opportunities. I mean, we had 444 yards of offense. We only punted one time in the game. Uh, we got the ball, you know, into Atlanta territory uh, multiple, multiple times. Um, and and we had opportunities to score. You know, we missed an opportunity to Shahid on the second drive of the game that, you know, I think could have been a touchdown. Um, obviously, we had the two turnovers down there. We had three penalties down in the red area, which forced us into longer yardage situations. Um, you know, one was on a uh, a well, I thought well orchestrated, uh, well timed call uh, to get Lynn Lynn Bowden open in the flat, um, and we get an offensive PI call. So those are the things that, that can't happen uh, if you want to win these tough divisional games. 
Oh, uh, you know, Coach Allen, when I look at this, and obviously you take a lot of pride in being uh, in charge of the defense, not only the head coach, but uh, being uh, the role as far as calling what you're doing uh, defensively. And, uh, you know, when I read this, I was like, whoa, I didn't realize this. I said, well, hell yeah. And when they're going to play as the last game of the season in uh, uh, 2024, uh, they're going to have at least 30 rushing attempts. Why wouldn't they? Now, uh, they ran for 228 yards uh, against us yesterday, 5.6-yard average, easily the most uh, we've given up this season. In fact, it was the most the Saints have given up since the last time we played Atlanta when we gave up 231 in Week 15 of last year. And then when you double down, uh, the Saints have now allowed 200 yards rushing in the past three meetings with Atlanta. So why would they change anything as far as their game plan? And I know we kind of got rid of David on Yamada and Shai Tuttle because we got to play the run better. Better It doesn't seem like uh, no, an interior, li interior line. It has not made a difference as far as stopping Atlanta from running. No, look, you're exactly right. I, I, I said this after the game that I don't think we won the line of scrimmage up front defensively. Uh, and and that, that's an area that we've got to – we have to improve on when you when you play a team like it like Atlanta that uh, I think they do a really good job in terms of their scheme. I get, I think they have uh, multiple running backs that uh, are talented and, and present some challenges in different ways, um, and and they're committed to running the football. And so to to be able to uh, combat that, you have to be able to get them into situations where you're making them have to drop back and be a passing team. And, and I think when that happens, I think we can take advantage of some of those opportunities. I think we did take advantage of a couple of those opportunities. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they've had success running the ball against us, and we need to be better against that. Coach, you mentioned the offensive pass interference on Jawan Johnson. I'm just curious about that play. I mean, we can talk broadly about a lot of different things, but uh, on that play, Carr – throws it out to Lynn Bowden on the near side, and then the Jawan Johnson collision is on the far side, who I'm, I'm assuming is running like a rub route to free Alvin Kamara, who's kind of running towards the same direction as Bowden. Is Bowden the primary? I'm just trying to figure out what if if Jawan's running a rub route, what what in the world is kind of is he think like how does he how does he collide with the guy? I'm trying to I'm trying to get the primary receiver of that play and what what can yeah, happen yeah, with Jawan. I mean, you know, without going into all the all the details in terms of everything, but there's a lot of times where, you know, you're running these crossing routes when you know a team's going to play man to man coverage, um, and and you're really you're not trying to pick anybody, you're not trying to block anybody, you're just really trying to create some traffic and. You know, in an instance like that, you know, when you're not the primary in the route, your job really is to kind of just run a little inter interference but not create any contact on anybody. And obviously, you know, Juwan was kind of looking back at the quarterback and, you know, collided with uh, the defender. And, and look, you know, by the rules that, you know, it's the, it's the offensive, uh, you know, player's responsibility to avoid the contact. So, um I've seen it happen a ton where where uh, that doesn't get called, uh, but obviously it got called in this game. 
The Saints will begin a three-game homestand this week. Detroit, Carolina, and the Giants got to take a break. Mike Austin, Bobby Hebert, along with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. This is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date to Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show, along with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And I'm well aware that hindsight is 2020, and looking back is way easier. I am curious, uh, just about the last play of the third quarter, the Taysom Hill run, the 10-yard run up the middle, there was just like three seconds left in the quarter. And again, you kind of had them on their heels, but I was curious, was there any thought Talk about just hey let's let the, let the quarter expire let's just take it make a fresh play here and again it's easy because he fumbled had the ball knocked out but was there any of that discussion? Well, look, I, I think anytime you're getting close to the end of the quarter, you're always kind of you know talking about different things. But you know when you really look at that that drive, I mean we had a a, a completion to Taysom Hill for 19 yards. Uh, we had a run by Alvin Kamara for 16 yards. So, you know, we got 35 yards of offense right there, and we're, we're kind of got some momentum going. Um, and so, you know, we had a good play against Taysom. Uh, you know, I thought it was a really good play. And, and we're going to have first and 10 inside the, uh, you know, 10-yard line. Unfortunately, you know, he put the ball on the ground and uh, – you know, it, that ended up being the last play of the third quarter. But, um, I mean, what's the difference between it being the last play of the third quarter and the first play of the fourth quarter? I thought we had some momentum there, and, and uh, I thought we had a good play call. Um, you know, it's unfortunate we put the ball on the ground. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, along those lines, when you look at, I don't know, Devin Flo in the game and how it's going to come about, that was like three seconds left in the third quarter. And, you know, fans look at, okay, what was the turning, uh, the turning point in the game? Uh, is it uh, the car pick six or was it the Taysom fumble? I look at the pick six, all of a sudden we have the momentum. It had been at least six to zero. 
if not 10 to 0. Instead, what? We're losing the game 7 to 3. And the same thing, uh, Taysom gets 10 yards. Uh, you know, we're down 14 to 12. It might be 15 to 14 or even uh, 19 to 14. Do you reflect back and look at how the game changes, how competitive the NFL is? And that is different turning points. But I think it's more significant because there's a lot of part of the game maybe that, that Taysom Hill fumbled. Yeah, look, I mean, I mean, obviously both of them were critical plays in the game. Um, you know, both of them, um, you know, you, you, you'd kind of say, you know, end up kind of being, um, you know, at least an eight-point swing in points uh, in, in, in that situation. So, um, look, I thought both of them were, were critical Obviously, you know, the first one on the interception, you know, you feel good about you're at least going to go up six to nothing. Uh, and if you're able to go up 10 to nothing in that situation, you take kind of the crowd out of the game and a lot of the momentum uh, out of their out of their team. I thought they gained some momentum from that. Uh, and then certainly I felt the same way, you know, at the at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and look, here's the thing. Those things take a little bit of the steam out of your own sails. So not only do you give a little bit of momentum to the opponent, uh, but it takes a little bit of steam out of your own team. Well, uh, you know, Coach Allen, I think Derek Carr does an outstanding job uh, with the media and how he presents himself. But I think that, that, that was a bogus explanation. Uh, they're playing single high safety. And uh, he's supposed to stay deep middle and not uh, break on the football. Uh, well, I can tell you, uh, talented safeties, they'll take chances and break on the ball. He's staring at the slant route. You need to move the safety to the left, then come back to the right to throw that play. So all of a sudden when Derek says, oh, I thought the safety was going to stay, stay deep middle, uh, well, no, he went where you were looking, and that's why you got to pick six. I mean, uh, th that's what happened. I mean, Derek Carr could say, oh, the three-eye safety in the middle, he's going to stay there. No. A lot of guys, you can move them with your eyes. And he was staring at this slant, so he broke on the football. When he said, like, he's just going to stay there. No, uh, the defensive backs, the good ones tend to take chances and go where you're looking and break on the football. Well, yeah, and look, I, we had said before the game, uh, that, you know, that – I think Bates is 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 a really good really good player, um, and and I think he he kind of set that up and and made a hell of a play, and and you got to give that guy credit for making a hell of a play. Coach, you know in the NFL, ten plus play drives, you know you're moving the football, right? I mean it's not easy to do. I mean it's crummy offenses are three and out, punt, five plays, punt, but that's that's not you guys. When you've had twenty three drives of 10 plays or more, which is enormously difficult to do, but it's just the, it's the result of inside the 20. So 10 plus drives, 10 plays, 23 drives of 10 plus and just five touchdowns. I mean, it's, I know if you had the answer to it, hell you'd fix it, but that's just kind of frustrating for the fans and, and yourself to that. You do move the ball. It's, it's what happens when you get close. Yeah. Well, look, I can assure you that um, you know everybody in this building feels that frustration the same way uh, that I know our fans feel that frustration, um, and and we're going to spend you know extra time again on the red zone because that's an area that 
you know, we've, we had, we'd, we'd made some progress. Obviously, we didn't start the season very well in the red area. Uh, we had made some progress, uh, and then certainly this game was was not uh, where it needed to be in terms of our ability to score uh, touchdowns instead of field goals. And so we're going to have to go back to the drawing board and, and, and go back to work and spend some extra time on the red area and see if we can't, um, you know, do a better job of, you know, and we had taken care of the ball down there in the red area, um, but we, we weren't able to do that in this game. And so um, I think it's really about, you know, taking advantage of your opportunities, understanding that, you know, we can't have, you know, penalties that knock you, you know, back in behind the sticks, which makes it difficult for you to convert. All right, we'll come back with one more segment with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. The Saints at 5-6, and six, getting ready for three straight games at Caesars Superdome. Back with Bobby Bear as well. Take a break here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear in Hancock County, Mississippi, along with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And coach, so the Lions come in. They lost to Green Bay on Thanksgiving Day. So they have that little, that mini-bye week. They're 8-3, and three and, uh, you know, I know you'll get more into it on Wednesday, but you, you know, the injury blue tent was a, a popular place yesterday. So a very, very talented team coming into your building, and you'll, it'll be a tough week for, for your team to kind of just kind of really kind of see who's healthy and who's not. Yeah, look, I mean, we, there's that's a talented team that's coming in here. Um, you know, they've played uh, extremely well. I know they're coming off a tough loss this past week, um, and and I think they'll 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 be anxious to kind of come in here and, and have an opportunity to play. I think Dan's done a really good job with them. He's uh, he's got them playing with a lot of energy and effort, and they're executing at a high level. So uh, it'll be a tough challenge. Now. Uh- now, Coach Allen, when I look at this, uh, I'm not. I'm gonna have a a, a positive, uh, or I should say, a negative, then a positive. I mean, I was kind of shocked uh, that we not been able to get after the opposing quarterback. Oh well, Bobby, it's more than just sacks. It's quarterback hurries, quarterback hits. Well, I'm looking against Atlanta. We had zero sacks in only one quarterback hurry, and that was uh, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger end up getting uh, that quarterback hurry. But only 18 sacks on the year. you got to be disappointed with that because that's unacceptable. We've been a case in point in the past where if you're amongst the best, you're at least mid-40s, if not high-40s or low-50s, and then you're truly getting after the quarterback. To me, the whole uh, not coming up with a sack, I know Desmond Ritter could scramble, make plays with his feet. Uh, but uh, he looked like uh, at, at times that he was never disrupted. Yeah, look, um, we've got to do a better job of getting after the quarterback. There's no question about it. Um, you know, we've been a top five defense in terms of sacking the quarterback. We're not this year. We're not. We're not uh, finishing at the quarterback like we need to. Um, you know, we 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 tried to uh, do a couple of things to. Um, you know, kind of increase the pressure a little bit. Um, I thought some of that was effective on third downs. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that's that's an area that, you know, I think that's a valid point by you that we need to, we need to be able to sack the quarterback more, and, and we haven't done it like we need to. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, the one individual, now, uh, you know, he's long in the tooth right now, considering because who knows, one of these interceptions, you might have taken it to the house 
uh, you know, back in the day. We all remember him at LSU and a young NFL player. But I thought this was significant because you look at the last uh, 10 seasons, uh, only Marcus Peters has more interceptions than Tyron Matthew. Marcus Peters with 33, now Honey Badger uh, with 32. I just thought uh, that doesn't happen by accident. Now, first off, when it hits your hands, you got to catch it instead of getting a pass defended. And you could be right place, right time and all that. So uh, when I look at uh, Tyron Matthew in a Saints uniform, as far as his production, had a, you know, a quarterback hurry, two interceptions, and a couple of pass defended. Yeah, look, I mean, that, that's one of the things that he does really well is, is, you know, more often than not, ties in the right spot. Uh, and when you're in the right spot, you get an opportunity to make some plays. And when he's had an opportunity to make the plays, he's, he's been able to make them. And so, um, you know, I think we're at the top of the, the league in terms of intercepting the ball. Um, we're at the top of the league in terms of uh, passer rating allowed. We're at the top of the league in terms of completion percentage allowed. So there's a lot of things that we're doing well. Um, and yet there's a lot of things that we have to do, we have to be better at. Um, but but yeah, I thought um, I thought his play yesterday was was one of the bright spots, and and certainly you know the one interception takes points off the board at the end of the first half. Um, you know, when the second one, you know, sets our offense up with the ball, you know, right about midfield. Coach, after the uh, you talked about the two drives in the fourth quarter by Atlanta, which is really the only two drives they had. Uh, the first being after the Taysom fumble, and that was that ended with a 26-yarder to Bajan Robinson. when I don't know if he'd sent five or six, but Pete Werner was coming hard at Ritter's. It's just one of those plays where Atlanta had kind of the right call at the right time, and, and, and uh, Robinson was able to get you know behind uh, DeMario. Yeah, look, I think they um... – you know, they had a plan to try to get Bijan heavily involved in the offense. It was a play that they had run earlier uh, in the game. We had defended it pretty well earlier in the game. Uh, and and so, uh, in terms of the route, we had defended that earlier in the game. And, and yeah, we had, we had a five-man pressure on. Uh, Pete Warner was free to the quarterback. Uh, they had a little bit of, you know, misdirection with a, you know, guard pull. Uh, which I think kind of hung DeMario up for just a count. And, and when you're playing against a guy like Bijan Robinson, if you're hung up for a count, uh, that's the difference between winning and losing on the down. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, obviously, uh, everyone's a man, everyone's a pro. So, uh, you know, you might speak your mind. You might not agree with uh, what occurs because the whole uh, team atmosphere and what comes about I thought it was interesting, and uh, but I, I think it was kind of uh, right on. When Alvin Kamara, uh, he accurately describes this season, uh, has been uh, consistently inconsistent. Well, if you consistently inconsistent, you're not winning jack. You're not winning nothing. Uh, you're not going to be like horrendous, but you're not going to be what it takes to be a champion. So when uh, Alvin Kamara says that we consistently inconsistent. Isn't that the same song and dance? We're on a roller coaster week in and week out. I don't know what's happening against Detroit. We might win. We might not. And then you look at our strength of schedule. You got the Panthers. You got the Giants. But it seems like the fans have been so frustrated. They tell me that, I don't know, Bobby, uh, we just 
I, I, when I think we're going to win, we don't win. And, and, then, uh, and then when I think, oh, we don't have a chance to win the game. And a lot of fans are telling me, watch, Bobby, oh, we're going to beat the Lions. And I don't think, you know, a lot of people don't think we're going to do it. So it's just on a roller coaster. So how do you address the fans when you have that kind of inconsistency? Yeah, well, look, I understand the frustration. And everybody here in this building has the same frustration because uh, there's times where we do a lot of really good things. And then there's times where uh, we don't do it as well as we need to. And, and we need to. We need to tie into those things that we're doing well, and we need to do those things more consistently, and we need to eliminate the times that we're not playing up to our ability. And so, um, yeah, look, we're going to continue to work and fight, scratch, claw, do everything we got to try to fix it. Coach Allen, we appreciate your time. Six games to go, the next three at home. Best of luck for a big final stretch uh, and turn things around, and we appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. When we come back, Bobby Bear and I will speak with Saints assistant offensive line coach Kevin Carberry. He will join us next here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. We're joined now by Kevin Carberry, assistant offensive line coach. First year with the Saints, seventh in the NFL. Ain't never fun after a loss, Kevin, but uh, we appreciate your time. Yes, sir. sir. Sorry. The phone was muted for a second. Not, not, a, not a problem. I was just saying it, it, this, it, it ain't a lot of fun uh, after a loss, but I'm, I'm curious because you have some perspective on this. Before you came to the Saints, your first year of the Saints, you were with the Rams. So yep. in your final year with the Rams in 2022, you had 13 different 
offensive line combinations in 17 games in 2022 and struggled. In 21, you had the same five for 13 of your 17 games and won the Super Bowl. And the perspective I'm looking for is the Falcons have had the same five starters on the O-line for every game this year, and, and I'm just curious to get your professional opinion of the impact that that has. Well, it's very real. And just from a practical standpoint of two guys playing next to each other, the communication with them, with one another, and, you know, how they hit a combination in the run game, how they switch a stunt and pass pro, how they're going to sit next to one another. And, you know, they know when they're on the – when it's third and five and it's third and six and everybody in the state knows it's going to be a pass, you you know, there's something to be said for the the ability to play fast you know, and play trust and knowing that could be feeling comfortable with the guy next to you. And I think there's, um, that's a critical, that's, that's an important factor. But having said that, you know, it's our job as coaches to get these guys ready to play, no matter what the circumstances are and, uh, put them in the best, best position to be successful. Now, uh, you know, Kevin, I know you talked to coach Marone about this. Uh, finally, finally, we had a game where you look at uh, we were actually able to run the football. And what I mean by that, uh, you should, you know, always average uh, four-plus yards a carry. Uh, I'm looking at uh, where we're at. Uh, we were 2.8 yards the first half. End up, uh, what all said and done, we had a 5.3-yard average. But coming into the game, uh, I know from an offensive defensive standpoint, we were basically giving up uh, four-and-a-half yards a run but only getting three-and-a-half. Now, besides Taysom Hill, that was not the case in point. Even with Alvin Kamara, he was averaging 3.7. But for the game, he averaged, uh, actually averaged uh, 4.6. So uh, that's something I think is a positive coming out of the game. It's just that uh, we were better to run. We were able to run the football better, not on the level of the Falcons. Now, the Falcons were a different level. They averaged 5.5 in the first half, 5.6 uh, you know, at the end of the game. But, but I, I thought that was a positive that, to me, for us to have success with Derek Carr when we do an offense, we've got to be able to run the ball. For sure. And, uh, you know, that's really something that, just to your point earlier about having the same five playing together, they know how they're going to hit a combination in a gap scheme or a zone scheme. And, um, yeah, it certainly makes everything go when we find ways to run the ball successfully and get Elvin going. And, um and he was running hard yesterday, and uh, you know he had some good runs, and he runs with the right demeanor, runs behind his pads. It's uh, and he's certainly a special player, and he's a guy we got to keep uh, keep him going. Now, uh, you know, uh, Kevin, we end up kicking. I want to say group, he kicked a forty-five yard field goal, and you got to plug and play whenever he asks to go in the game, uh, but you want to have a sustained drive. Uh, what happened to Landon Young? I don't know. Ramchek has to go out. And then all of a sudden, Landon Young's in the game. You can't come in one play and you get beat by a sack. Come on. Uh, you know, did, you, did y'all give him the business or coaching points? I mean, you got to take advantage of those opportunities because there might be a few and far between. That's exactly right. You know, when your numbers call up, you got to be ready no matter what the situation is. And, um, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's definitely someone that Landon wishes he could have back, but we have faith in him that uh, – you know, he'll be able to run block and protect when called upon. And he's certainly done it at a, at a high level before with the games he started last year. And we trust him to, uh, 
you know, be that guy for us. It was, I'm curious, it had to be a little chaotic on the sidelines yesterday from an injury standpoint for a while there. It was a little, I mean, even when McCoy comes out and they ended up coming back, but Max Garcia comes in, very first play, false start. And then as Bobby talked about, Landon Young, Ryan Ramchak had a shoe problem. He wasn't hurt, right? And so it's just kind of that, it was just felt like it had to be on the sidelines pretty chaotic there for a while with some, you know, you're trying to get Eric McCoy's, you know, shoulder pads and, and everything kind of ripped back on and Ryan's shoe. I mean, it was kind of crazy. Right. You know, sometimes that was a, you know, when you're on the sound count on the road, you know, there was a fraction of a second difference, but that that's what, you know, the refs looking out for in that instance when you get called for the false start there and then, um, yeah, literally Ryan's Rams shoe just ripped off. It blew out the same way like a tire blows out. I mean, the side of his shoe just fell apart, you know, and he, he just he had to go out and get a new you – know, Landon had to come in for him on that play. Uh, as it relates to just being on the sideline, I'm up in the booth, but from it seemed like to me everything was under control in terms of the calm demeanor and uh, just, hey, when a guy – like, I know this. I, I could see on the side when Ram was walking off and he knew he needed a replacement. Landon Young was out there shortly thereafter. And then when – you know, Eric went down that toss crack play where, you know, dinged up, he got dinged, dinged his shoulder a little bit. Uh, Max Garcia was taking snaps uh, shortly thereafter. Um, and so Max is a pro's pro. And uh, I think, you know, we've certainly seen that in the games he started at guard for us this year and the way he's practiced, his demeanor, the way he goes about his business. He's been a, he's been a great guy to work with since uh, he's been with the Saints. Now, um, you know, Kevin, when you look at the offensive line, you're always going to put your best five out there. Uh, you know, you're not, I'm not just a tackle. I'm not just a guard. You might be a center guard, guard center. You might be a guard tackle or, or vice versa. But when you look at Andrews Pete right now uh, playing at left tackle, uh, it seems like it was a no-brainer that you had to put him ahead of Trevor Penning because he was just better. Even though uh, you, you think uh, as of late, Andrews Pete has played guard, but uh, uh, but Andrews Pete's a better option at tackle right now than Trevor Penning. I'm not saying Trevor Penning uh, won't eventually work out, but as far as uh, maybe his progression, uh, not so much. Uh, when uh, there's not preseason or practice, uh, you got to play at a high level in the games that count. So was that the mindset to having Andrews Pete ahead of uh, Trevor Penning a left tackle? Certainly, you, you want to get your best five out there. They're going to play the best together. And certainly that with Andrews at left tackle uh, and James at left guard, you know, we all believe that gave us the best chance to be successful. And like with those two playing next to each other for so long last year, of course, James played a lot of left tackle. Andrews played a lot of left guard. But Andrews has history of playing left tackle as well. And certainly thought it gave us the best chance to win. And then, Certainly very proud of Andrews coming in and playing left tackle on the short week at, you know, versus Jacksonville at home in a Thursday night game against uh, Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, two really good defensive ends, and then going against other ends, you know, and then going to Indy the following week and going against Quiddy Pay and uh, Samson Ekebon, two guys I got a lot of respect for, and um, he's going against some other really good players throughout the course of this year at left tackle, and uh, he's done a really good job for us. When did you make the switch? You played defense uh, at Ohio University, and I believe you started your first four or five coaching jobs. 
or defense and or, and then kind of tight ends and then O-line. When, how does that switch kind of come about? Well, uh, every, one thing I learned in coaching, everybody's path is uh, unique. Everybody's path is different. And so I was coaching at uh, Stephen F. Austin in, uh, in Nagadocious. And uh, I, was, I was a defensive line coach there. And from there, I got my foot in the door at the Dallas Cowboys as quality control coach. And it was, work, it was also it was assisting the head coach with some of the football stuff. Jason Garrett was head coach at the time. And then, but I was also assisting the offense as well. And I was, I was in the old line room. The old line coach at the time were Bill Callahan and Frank Pollock. And so part of my job was assist, like I said, assisting the offensive staff. And then I would uh, draw the runs for the playbook and then for the weekly install. And uh, that was where I got my first taste of offense. And I was there for in Dallas for two years. And then Bill hired me as his assistant at the now Washington Commanders. And then uh, that's how that's how I got my foot in the door, coaching on offense there, and um, been doing it since. Well, six games to go, a lot to play for. We appreciate your time again. I know after a loss, you know, a tough one with a division rival, it's not not fun or easy to come do this, but we appreciate it. And again, six games to go, knock them dead. For sure. Thank you very much, guys. Kevin Carberry, assistant offensive line coach. Bobby, we appreciate your time as well. We'll say good night for you as well. All right, Hollis. Talk to you later. All right. Bobby J. We'll be talking with Mike Dettelier next. Talk a little NFC South. Talk about the Saints' injury situation and the Monday night football game and how it will play possibly into the Saints' future. Talk about that next. This is the Saints Coaches Show back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Haas, and we go back to the Silver Slipper in Hancock County, Mississippi, where Mike Dettelier joins us live. And, Mike, I mean, it was a loss, and it was a loss to Atlanta, and it was a division loss, and it was a loss which you could have won. But, man, it's just a there's – a, there's a feeling in the air, and it is not Christmas. No, it's not. And, and Bobby and I were talking about this. No matter where you are in the NFC South. Man, talk show radio is is really upset. You go to Atlanta before this game, and even after the game, they were like, okay, we won, but how good are we? Uh, you know, you got Carolina, and, and what's happening there with Mr. Tepper? He's getting an argument with reporters about, don't tell me what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. Okay, he's, he's worth over 20 billion bucks. Ain't nobody telling uh, David Tepper what to do any time of the day. He's going to do what he wants. And then you got what you got in Tampa, so, you know, winning cures all those ills. 
But all four teams are really struggling with that, Mike, and they got they, – I think they know the, the problems. They just can't fix it. Just right. can't at this stage. It's tough and it's tough. To me, it almost becomes mental because if you are crummy offense, like I talked to Coach, if you're crummy, you're crummy. You punt a lot. You don't do anything well. But you don't, you're not great between the 20s and then suddenly terrible, right? I mean, it's, it's almost – it feels like it's become mental. With you, Mike. And I've heard a lot of coaches, and I got them in my family. I'll tell you the same thing. When these sort of things happen, so much of it is not so much physical talent, it's between the ears. And you know, the opponents, man, okay, you're down to the 25, we're fixing to hold you to a field goal. And it, it sort of spreads, it's between your ears at that stage. And so, you got to do something about it, okay? Only the only team that can cure it is yourself. You've got to be able to cure this uh, yourself. If you can't, then you you got issues. But all four teams in the NFC South, man, they sort of bailing water at this stage because it's almost like you got you know five or six holes in the boat and you you run out of fingers to to sort of plug it up at this stage. It's uh, this is going to come down. The NFL loves this. It really do. Oh, heck yeah. Because it comes down to the bitter end and the way the schedule is set up that you have to play Atlanta again. You got to play the Panthers again. You got to play Tampa Bay again. They, man, I give the schedule makers a lot of credit. They know how to set this up to make it meaningful late in the year. So I was talking about why tonight's game might you know, play into this. First off, Detroit gets the mini buy. So, like, the worst time to play Detroit. So, they get the mini buy. They get beat on national TV, you know, to Green Bay. So, they come in just red-assed. You know, they're just mad off of a mini buy. And then, so, tonight you have Minnesota and Chicago. Minnesota 6-5, and five, Chicago 3-8. and eight. But Minnesota's won five of their last six. They win tonight. They're 7-5. and five. I don't think Detroit was giving them – you know, they hadn't thought about Minnesota in forever, but now Green Bay's eight and three, Minnesota wins tonight, they're six and five, and suddenly that division is more applicable uh, in play than it than it's been in quite some time. Uh, Mike, I think the division is played out like we thought it would before the season. Not when the season started, but now it's starting to play out where these three teams sort of battling out with one another. Uh, and which one can get the consistent quarterback play? Because now you're down to your second-string quarterback uh, in Minnesota. No Kirk Cousins there. Uh, Jared Goff did not have a good game th- on Thursday. Did not. He didn't play well at all. And with Justin Love, who, do, who knows what you're going to get? Jordan Love, who, you know, who knows what you're going to get from him? Uh, game to game, play to play, quarter to quarter. Uh, so... The consistency there isn't there, but Minnesota's been hot, and I think next week they're going to have Justin Jefferson back in the lineup at wide receiver. Uh, I heard Dan Campbell. They're off. They have a bye week. Oh, they got the bye week. How about that? Week 13, so that's another thing. They play tonight. You win, you get to 7-5, and and then you're off? Man. I heard Dan Campbell make a comment this morning that, you know, Everybody said this is an advantage for us to play on Thursday night, and it's a mini-buy. But he says, you know, when you lose, man, those days seem like weeks that you want to get we back know. on the field. We know how that feels. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those sort of things happen. And I, Dan's got a point about that, that, man, you, you want to get back on the field and, and showcase the fact that we're better than what we played 
Thursday because they sort of gave the game away. And I give the Packers credit. They, they took advantage of it. But I get what Dan's saying, that, man, you want to get back on the field. And he's like, it's just excruciating these days that it almost feels like weeks before you get back on the field. And so he's got a point about it. But, Mike, this is sort of playing out, I think, like we thought it might have before the season. But when the season first started, man, the Vikings weren't real good. Uh, Again, the Packers are erratic. Uh, the Lions have played pretty well, but, man, that Thursday game, they were El Lazio. They didn't play good at all. And then throw in Chicago and Justin Fields, who is, came back after the thumb injury, 16-23, a touchdown, ran for 104 yards. and But Chicago has two first-round picks next year. So now you got to feel like Justin Fields, he's kind of – Am I, am I playing for my job, right? I mean, he's, he's playing for his job. He's only in his third year. But yeah, it's a, the audition. Yeah. Because you're going to get the first pick in the draft, and you know who's going number one. It's going to be Caleb, one way or another. Either you pick him or somebody else will. And it's interesting because of the fact we, we played Brian Flores, and he's a heavy blitz guy over 50% of the time. No one in the league is even close to that. And he talked about the advantages, disadvantages of blitzing a Justin Fields. Because if you all out blitz and he evades that, he said you got troubles because now he's out into the open field. So I think they're going to try to do it a little bit more strategically and come at him from the inside more tonight than say off the edge because man Fields, he's got some wheels on him. And he has shown at times, well, when he gets in the groove, he can throw the football pretty well. And he's got some weapons with D.J. Moore, Cole Komet. And finally, and quickly, I'm just curious. I mean, this is good. the Saints have not dealt with a ton of injury situations, but, man, from a wide receiver standpoint, it's going to be an interesting week. Yeah, you've you got to have Jimmy Graham on the field. you got to be active uh, this week. He just has to. I mean, you, you wiped out of the wide receiver position with no Michael Thomas, no Olave, no R- Rashid Shaheed. You got to have to get Jimmy out there and almost play him like a, like a wideout, which he knows how to do that. Yeah. You know, he knows how, how about to do the that red zone? How about yeah. that? Yeah, and, and use him in that area. So, man, um, again, you don't have enough things to block up the leaks. Mike, we appreciate it. Mike Dettelier from the Silver Slipper in Hancock County, Mississippi. The Saints and the Lions Sunday at Caesars Superdome. Then it's Carolina. Then it's the Giants. All three at home. Thanks for listening tonight. Thanks to Charlie Long in the booth. This has been the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever Or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.